This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the smash hit podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, shares her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the animated motion picture Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. Oh, it's nice to see you. <laughs> you too. <laughs> You too. We just got back from the movies. We did. We had a delicious breakfast of popcorn and milk duds. Mm -hmm. And uh, now we're back home. Have We just had a very healthy lunch followed by chocolate chip cookies with raisins. So That's they right. were healthy. That's right. So they have raisins in them. Why did you put raisins in them? And why are you looking at your computer the whole time? Is this what you do when you're at home? Well, I have my notes, and now I'm looking for the thing that disappeared that had all the names of the people that were in the movie, and okay. and now that disappeared. So I well, have to this put is them. very unprofessional. Well, you're looking at your computer. Well, I need to consult my notes. All right. Well, I need to consult my notes. Uh, there are raisins in there because Daddy eats granola to keep his blood sugar up and his temper in a in a good zone. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, but he doesn't like all the raisins because, you know, raisins tend to make your, make you go to they the bathroom. They give you the shits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you eat too many of them, you have to be careful with them. But he doesn't re eat them at all because he really tries to not eat any sugar. So he takes mm -hmm. all the raisins out. So we got a whole bowl of raisins. And I said, well, why don't I make some cowboy cookies? And cowboy cookies are actually uh, a combination of a chocolate chip cookie with oatmeal and usually M&Ms instead of the chocolate chips and oatmeal, nuts, raisins, really just about anything you can sweep off your kitchen floor, you can put in these cookies and they're very healthy and they're delicious. But I didn't have M&Ms, so I used the chocolate chips, which I think were very good, but I used all the raisins that dad doesn't eat from his granola in the cookies. Why doesn't dad just get, um, I know this is going to sound crazy, but granola that doesn't have raisins in it? I guess he likes the flavor of this granola. I don't really know. Okay. Um, but most granola has some kind of fruit component Does in it? it. I think so. So uh, if you're wondering why mom sounds so crystal clear, it's because she's not speaking to me by telephone, but she is here in Chicago. She's visiting and uh, helping me maintain my sanity uh, over a long weekend with two little toddlers while my uh, darling wife is away. He misses her very, very much. So much so that he's been very nasty to me. <laughs> I have not been nasty to you. Apparently you were nasty to someone at the supermarket. No, I was not. She was nasty to me first. I offered her my Mariano's... Mm -hmm. preferred customer card uh -huh. and she said i'm not ready for that i was like well pardon me you snippy little poop yeah and uh so she wasn't very nice and you know we're done then we're 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 uh, over and out then now you asked your sister in the car ride home mom's sister carol is also visiting you asked your sister do you think that this is the world or do you think that these things happen mm. to me because of the energy that I put out there? And what do you think is the qu answer to that question? 
Do you think it's because of you that you get into these little situations? Well, I never feel like I, usually I feel like I didn't really instigate anything. So I don't, I don't feel like it's me, but I think I do attract anything negative. Like don't push me because I will push right back. Oh yeah. At you. I'm not, I'm not into that. You know, now her, her take is she said she, she thinks, well, maybe this is the person that's going to end up giving me CPR. Right. Or, that's what your sister said is yeah. maybe this person will have to save my life in a minute. Better be nice to them. Right. And I said, I'd rather drop dead than be nice to right. somebody that, which is a joke because I would welcome anyone that saved my life. But <laughs> I don't, I just, you know, speak to me the way you would like to be spoken to. Yes, of course. I think, though, I think part of it is you getting into these quote-unquote situations because I think many people would not regard them as situations. I think many people would have had the supermarket checkout lane woman say, I'm not ready for that yet, and perhaps been mildly irritated for a moment, but then just would have forgotten about it. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I think a lot of people just, you know, that wouldn't even be an event for many people. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Well, I try to observe a lot of the life that goes on around me so that we can chit-chat about it and discover more things about people. You That's know, a good point. Well put. Absolutely. Right, because, you know, sometimes I think, sometimes I'm very lovely and think, oh, gee, this person is having a bad day and yes. don't give them a hard time. I do th- sometimes think like that. I think that all the time. Maybe oh, they're just I having don't. a bad day. Yeah. 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 Except on the road. No driver has ever had a bad day, right? <laughs> We're so awful to each other on the road, but you never think, oh, that person who took up two parking spaces must be having a, t- or maybe they're in a big hurry. Maybe there's an emergency. We well, think, yeah. oh, that, uh, this asshole. No, I can say that. Oh, they're on the way. I always say, oh, they're on the way to the hospital to have a baby. That's what I always yeah, say. You do. I do. But I hate somebody that doesn't use their turret signal. That just annoys the crap out of me. Just turn it on. Just put your, you know, one time I followed, a, this, is a, this isn't going to make me look good. I shouldn't, I shouldn't tell this. Tell the story. Well, one time I followed, we live in an area where there's many elderly people. Yes. Many elderly people. And one time I followed a lady all the way from Route 11, which is near where we live, yeah. to New London. Scenic Route 11, yes. And she, we went up the back way. So this is like <laughs> okay. four or five minutes of yep. driving behind her, of her stepping on the brake, stepping on the brake, stepping on the brake. No turn signal, just flying, just, you know, flying into town and okay. And so I followed her for the, to the drugstore and she took a time getting out of her, she was elderly. And I said, you know, you really shouldn't be driving anymore. You said that to her? I did. I did. I said, you're not, you're not functioning very well. You, you didn't signal, you're, you're weaving all over the road. You really should not be driving anymore. Elderly people love when you threaten their agency. So this must have gone really well. Well, I'm sure she was deaf as a doorknob because she said to me, oh, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, well, maybe she really took your words to heart. That's what I choose to believe. Well, you know, it's aggravating. It's just, you know, give me a little hint. Where are you turning? Are you, you know, are yeah. we waiting for traffic because you're you're having a senior moment or your turn signal is broken and it's really on? And, you know, I need to know. I need to know that. I'm just not, you know, I'm a very uh, paying attention type driver. Vigilant. I'm very vigilant. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, good for you. Uh, steer clear a mom on the road. I think that's the right. That's the I, I myself am a very good driver. That's I right. Think. Well, be on your best behavior around mom because right. she holds you to a very high standard that's right. on the road. That's right. Hey, mom, uh, this marks the end of the entry period for our slogan contest. Oh. Uh, we're going to announce the winners in the next episode because we have to sort through all of these entries. Okay. We did get quite a few by the end here. Uh, do you want me to bounce a few off, sure, off of yeah. you? This is not official, but just... Uh, I will, I shouldn't react, right? You could react. No. Uh, well, this... I don't want to dash people's hopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to find out one way or another, so we might as well. Um, this one is from Kaz F. Pop Mom, where culture is relative. Oh, now, that's I thought that cute. was very clever. Yeah, don't you like that one? Yeah. Emily B. writes, uh, I refer to Pop Mom as a wholesome podcast in these dark times. A little ominous, but uh, I agree. It certainly like, always gives me... Like wheat bread. A, a, <laughs> oh, wholesome? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a bright spot, I yeah, think, in the yeah. week, right? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, a couple of people, more than one person, zeroed in on something I said, apparently, on the podcast. I don't remember saying this, but... Uh, I referred to uh, unfiltered mom and John, and a couple of people just thought that should be the podcast. Uh, Patrick S., for instance, writes, uh, it's the number one podcast for unfiltered mom and John. I don't know why that struck people. Unfiltered. Plus, I would say, I would have to say to you, if you think this is unfiltered, you should spend some time with me, because... <laughs> That's true. Mom, speaking of being on your best behavior... Mom is on her best behavior for the podcast recordings. But no, I think people get a genuine glimpse of you, right? Yeah. Um, this is also from Patrick S. When you want some quality family time, just not with yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? Yes. There's a bunch of good ones in here. Again, I'm not trying to play favorites. I'm just sort of clicking through the emails here. Uh, Pop Mom, where John Tatey calls his mom so you don't have to. That's from Nicholas C. Oh, how about this one? You like this one, Mom? From Jennifer T., uh, because mom said so. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, we will look those over, and next week we will announce the winner of the Johnny Cupcakes pins, and I think uh, mom will also name a couple of runners-up. Yes, Is that right, mom? definitely, definitely. Excellent. Wait till you see the swag coming your way. Uh, mom, it's so nice to have you. Uh, I was worried whether you were going to make it. Well, with all the, you know government not functioning and the uh, collapse of our society yes uh, among the people not getting paid still as we record this are the tsa agents and we were worried whether you would even be able to get through the line right was it a long line at the manchester new hampshire airport well usually there's no line and this <laughs> this took about mm, four minutes for to come four to minutes it. you were waiting to come out Woo! yeah but I was very surprised because they made me take all my food out, which I've never had to do before. Food? Food. Well, you know, I brought Rice Krispie treats and chocolate chip cookies and 
I had other kinds of cookies and Pez, and they made me take everything that was edible out of my purse and my carry-on bag. Really? Yeah. You know, one time when I was flying out of the Lebanon, New Hampshire airport, mm, which I don't know. The good old days. Yeah, those were the days. They used to fly to New York. And this airport, I don't know if you folks ever saw the TV show Wings. <laughs> But That's right. It was just like that. It was like the Wings Airport, right? Except with the Wings Airport kind of looked like O'Hare compared to the Lebanon, New Hampshire Airport. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, you know, a tiny little um, small town airport. I mean, I guess Lebanon is still a small town in the grand scheme of things, right? Well, it is. But I mean, like it was so small that the person that checked you in then ran over. And <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And did the security <laughs> screening. And that's one time we were flying out of there and I had to take out all my power adapters. And it was, I felt like I was being gaslit because they just acted like it was the most normal request to take out. And I'm talking about all the plugs, you know, not like the batteries, but all like the stuff you use to plug stuff in. And then the next time through, and this was like weeks later, I started to take all that stuff out and they were just like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, last time you made me take all my power stuff out and you looked at me cross-eyed because I wasn't doing it. And yeah. it's just like, what are you talking about? Very weird. Yeah, and one time they, they even took my computer like and ran a magnet over it. Not really, but it didn't work very well afterwards. You know, they did something where oh, they rubbed really? some... Really? Boy, that sounds like some Mission Impossible shit right there. <laughs> they probably were sucking all my information, all yeah. my Etsy purchases and such. <laughs> all um, so how was your... Uh, were the agents... Uh, disgruntled they, by their situation they were all lovely smiling you know i would be mad as hell going to work every day and not getting paid for it and expected to be pleasant and nice on top of it you got to pay me for that believe me so these people are coming to work every day and doing their job with a smile yeah well that's great to hear because i'm saying you're not going to pay me. Well, you're not going to see me either. And I, and and if I have to absolutely be here, I definitely am not going to be pleasant. You would not go into work. I would not go into work. Yeah. Well, a lot of them aren't. Ten percent absentee rate. I oh, saw is it a only ten percent? I thought it was twenty three percent. But yeah, who knows? That could be calories. The people who the... calculate these statistics are not being paid right now. That's right. So, it's hard so to they're rely just on throwing any number out there. But anyway, lovely people, lovely, lovely. I don't know why you had to radiate all my food. And then when I said, do you want to see my phone? They said, no, no, we don't we don't care about that. That's what she said. We don't care about that. Yeah. Why would they want to see your phone? They've never cared about your phone. Well, they used to. They used to, you know, yell at you, <laughs> you know, if you had a bottle of water and come yeah. on people we've been doing this for 10 years well a bottle and... of water is not a is not a phone those are different things well thank you let's move on okay should we talk about spider-man yes we should okay this week mom and i are talking about spider-man into the spider-verse casual observers might have lost track of all the various spider-man reboots and offshoots by now but not to worry Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse stands on its own, no backstory required. We follow the origin story of Miles Morales, a 15-year-old kid from Brooklyn who falls into a veritable gang of spider people, and one spider pig, I should add, Spider-Ham, collected from Parallel Universe. It's the first animated feature film for Spidey, although the film is so stylistically bold that you might forget you're watching a quote-unquote cartoon. 
Here's a clip. You're an we're a little teeth. Me as the teacher who could still do it. You as the student who can do it just not as good. I'm proud of us. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is still in theaters. Consult your local library for showtimes <laughs> in your area. Mom, did Into Wait. the Spider-Verse leave your Wait. spidey sense tingling? Why would you consult your library? Why wouldn't you? I'm sure there's a number of librarians at the library who would love that to help you with that request. That is the most bizarre thing that I think I've ever heard you say. It doesn't make any... Why sure. would you check the library? Maybe you're in the area. Just go into the library. Say, hey, I'm looking to go see this <laughs> Spider-Man movie. No. How can you help me get the information I, on I, that? I, I'm not even going to be able to continue now. Everybody because wants so... to use their phones and their computers yes. and their newspapers these days. Yes. I say, just go to the library. <laughs> I thought you just had like a brain freeze or no, something. No. Do you a, really meant to say that? Yes. My, you can look at my copy here if you want. It says, <laughs> well, that doesn't your local make any sense. the library wants you to come and read a book, not go to the movies for God's sake. Well, maybe they'll read a book about movie showtimes and then you can go to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea. The library is your place for information. And if you need to know what time this <laughs> film is playing in your area, I have faith in the nation's libraries that they'll be able to tell you. I could see them looking at my library, just looking at the phone saying, look at this ding dong. No, you got to go in person. Don't call. <laughs> oh, my God. The library. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of librarians that listen to this show, Mom. So look out. Okay. All right. So the question is, did yeah, Into is the, the Spider-Verse... <laughs> Leave your spidey sense tingling. Uh, nothing tingled for me. So you didn't care for the movie? Uh, there were aspects of it I liked. Okay. Okay. There, what were those? Well, I don't know, but let's go through <laughs> the things I, <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Like. Great. I, I got a first. First of all, as it was drawn, it was a little confusing because I kept thinking we should have three D glasses on. Yeah. Because it's drawn in such a way that it the the red lines and the it looks like it should be three D, but we were not issued any three D glasses. Anything that's not the point of focus in the frame in a lot of shots is refracted through this. Yes, it looks like out of focus, but it looks like a split image almost. It's a it's an effect that's used throughout the film, and yes, at, at the very beginning. I thought, oh, oh, did I get us into a 3D showing yeah. by mistake? But just for a moment, I thought that. And you were worried throughout the whole film. In fact, even as the credits were rolling and they listed the people who helped with the 3D, right. you said, oh, look, it was in 3D. And then I said, Mom, they're, you know, they're turning the lights on in the theater. It's time to leave. Well, I had a lot of coke to finish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here is my basic... I... I I do want to say this with respect and 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 I hope that people understand that that's where I'm coming okay. from. I have to take some issue with the um the legacy of Spider-Man being passed on to a young boy of color. Yeah, you would take issue with that? I'll tell you what I don't like about it is that I really do want to see some superheroes, some super beings that have 
their own provenance. Yeah. I want to see that. You know, Batman's backstory is rather compelling, mm-hmm. as is Superman's. And I would like the richness. I realize that we're seeing the beginning of mm-hmm. this boy as Spider-Man. But I would like to have a black hero that we see come from his own ashes, you know, yeah. be his own phoenix, a, a person of color. Not necessarily black, but we have to accept our diversity. And yeah, and I think this is a, a fun area for us to explore that. I, I want to see that. Somebody with a history, somebody grow into uh, an icon. I, I want to see that. Miles Morales is not a new innovation for this movie, I should I should add. And it's just another vein of this. It's a different interpretation of the Spider-Man right. story. And I think that's what the core message of this movie was, because it's not just Miles Morales that we see. It's the Japanese anime kid, right. and it's the noir guy, right? right. Version of Spider-Man. Right. All very fun. The pig. The pig, right. All different interpretations of this basic Spider-Man idea. And the core message is, hey, make Spider-Man your own, right? Like, do with it what you will. A mm-hmm. message that I love as, I mean, that's what I want people to do with all the pop culture that I talk about them with is make it your own, you know, yeah. um, <clears throat> see how it speaks to you. You know that superheroes are not really my thing. Right. They're fine, but I thought it with the visual style was astonishing. I thought it combined a lot of innovation that I have seen from years of playing video games. Mm. And I have to think that the Sony computer animators who worked on this, there must have been some cross-pollination. I don't know for sure, but I would think with Sony's quite formidable video game efforts as well. Mm. I have to believe there was some crossover, but just the way that... Um, whimsically comic book sound effect writing or even yeah. like shock lines would be incorporated in motion well, on this also, sort of quasi-realistic style. And and also bubbles, talking bubbles came in. That's right. To- That's right. You've had the, you'd have the narration boxes come up and speech bubbles and yeah, all the, and not in a hokey way though. I mean, I think no. I've seen that before, but it's, it's all, this movie never stops moving. Oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> it just all comes together in what to me was a feature length music video. Hmm. Really. Just a pleasure to watch and take in the story. Okay, they save the universe, even the movie itself. Um, you know, the sort of older Spider-Man, Peter B. Parker, kind of grumbles that, yeah, this is the standard run-of-the-mill Savior Universe stuff. Even the movie didn't care so much about all that. Right. It's really just about Miles Morales coming of age, uh, all these different characters making Spider-Man their own and offering their own take on it. Saving the Universe was really beside the point. Well, I would like to know also who who is being so careless with all these radioactive spiders? <laughs> yeah. They're all over the place. I yeah. mean, there's a million Spider-Mans uh, that have all been bitten by a radioactive spider. Who, you know, is it the Russians? What's going on? Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm not a fan of time travel. I get very confused oh, yeah. with time travel. I uh, and, and so... This was confusing on that front. Yeah. This movie was confusing on that front. 
and I and I do I have finally formed an opinion that I'm I'm my brain is not sharp enough to handle time travel. Well, this and this movie was more like interdimensional travel. Mm. You know. Yes. So different realities were crossing between. Too. Yes. These but yeah, the are... older Spider-Man confused me because I didn't know. It seems like the timelines didn't line up across the various universes. Right. Is he staying? Is he going? Is oh, he belongs someplace else? And you know, I just to me, it's like Sudoku. You know, I just say, uh-huh. oh, bag it. Sudoku, you mean? Sudoku. <laughs> Sudoku. 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 I can't even pronounce it, let alone do yeah. it. Yeah, you're just, I, I end up just putting nines in all, all, all of the boxes and scribbling on the page. I hate it. Yeah. Do you like it? Sudoku. Yeah. I don't mind a Sudoku. Yeah, I'll do one. I've never done one. Never, never accomplished really? one. Really? Never. Because hmm. I just get pissed off. Um, uh, anyway, but I don't think the plot, the intricacies of the plot, were that important, right? Well, but I mean, you know, you've heard see, my take on well, it. Well, that's but. why I go to the movies for a plot, you know, for a story, yeah. right? I, you know, uh, and the snacks. But you know, again, when I get all confused, then I just get disgusted. Yeah, because like, because I follow it for, okay, okay, yeah, this is an alternate universe, and he's okay, he's dead, but he's not really dead, and. And then you just say, oh, the hell with it. Just watch it. I don't know. It gets confusing to me. Well, I think that's the right attitude. Just watch it. Move on. Yeah. Take it in. Go with the flow. Oh, here's a question I have for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think, and also, you know, they changed the sex of Dr. Octopus, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot that they're asking you to to indulge them in. Yeah, but just put it aside like you didn't know any of that stuff. What do you care? You didn't wake up this morning thinking, boy, it's really important in my life that Peter Parker is Spider-Man or that Doc Ock is a man. I like continuity. I just feel like you've seen it before. I like that they, if they mix it up, you know, I, but well, I you, have you, fatigue. Well, you're saying like you, so you could go see The Godfather with Pee Wee Herman as The Godfather. I mean, these things do matter. Okay, now just listen to what is coming out of your mouth. The Godfather starring Pee Wee Herman is that not something you would go see? You and I would be in line the first night for that. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. All yes, right, reinterpret, enough. reinvent. You like that. It's how we stay alive. It's how the culture sustains itself. Yes, I do like that. Remix. We are a remix culture. See, maybe I had my brakes on too hard. I'm surprised that you would invest. Again, I'm going to go back to the fact that I don't care. You know, right. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I know what the ingredients are. I'm right. familiar with all the pieces of this thing. Show me what you can do with yeah. it. I do not care if it's, and if it's what like what I've seen before, I'm going to be even more bored. Yeah. You know, so but yeah, see, I want to yes. see you go nuts. Yeah. And I understand that because I understand, finally, I came to understand, is that you look at it from the producer's seat or the director's seat. Uh-huh. That's where you sit. Yeah. I'm still sitting in the audience, like saying, uh, no. "Oh, entertain me, entertain me!" But you're sitting in the in the director's seat, saying, "Oh, brilliant move! Oh, I would have done that differently." Blah blah blah. Well, to a degree, but I, I mean, part of my whole philosophy is like this dichotomy that you're drawing between the audience and the director is not an entirely real one. And what I always tell people is like. 
your active interpretation is what transforms it from images on a screen to a work of art. Like your active interpreting is what makes it art. That's the last step. So you do with that as you please and empower yourself with that. Mm -hmm. And what I like is when a work gives me a lot to to do that. Yeah. You know, to a lot of choices to think about and a lot of ideas for me to process. There's some truth to what you're saying, but I really want to emphasize this this idea because it's so important to me that embrace your agency as an audience member to interpret and to think about what you're seeing. Um, And just as you make Spider-Man the character your own, make Spider-Man the story your own and really value your reading of it. I think I gassed on too long and just stunned no, on the side. I'm really thinking her. about it because what I'm thinking is I paid $10. You better entertain me the way I want to be entertained. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not yeah, but funny. but how do you know, though? <laughs> I, I know, but that's how I go into the movie. Like, I paid you, I paid you money. Now I want to see you dance. <laughs> That's perfectly reasonable. Is it? Yeah, sure. You do pay for your ticket. But your viewpoint is very different than mine. Well, my viewpoint is that expectations are there to be upset. And I, as you know, in my writing, in my criticism and in my, you know, comedy writing, whether it's for myself or someone else, I like to set up an expectation and then just at the 11th hour, yank it out from under you. Right. Right. So, Which I find hilarious. So, so, yeah, like I, and I know I'm unusual in this is the other thing, you know, like well, I, I used wonder. to, I used to go to the James Bond movie and I wanted to have everything I had invested in knowing about Q and all the little in jokes. And like, I wanted to have that rewarded. I guess I just reached a certain point in my life where I did not need that mm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I'm not saying I'm a total anarchist. Like, if I go see a Star Trek movie, I want it to be a Star Trek movie. And I want it... Like, I didn't like the J.J. Abrams Star Treks because, to me, Star Trek is a series about thinking and expanding our concept of the universe. Um, It's not really about action and and fighting and and suspense, as J.J. sort of did it. So, yeah, I have my preconceptions, but if you can upset those expectations and get me excited, get me thinking in a new way, then yeah, I really do value that. And that's what this movie did for me with Spider-Man. Right. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying. I think I'm talking too much. No, I think you're I think you're expanding people's horizons because how many people just go in like me and say, you know, sit down, start sucking on a soda and saying, <laughs> uh, all right, bring it. There's nothing wrong with that either. Well, I mean, it's just it's just one way, you know, and I think in in talking about this, I'm thinking, you know, what about the people that so annoy me and I so hate and I do mean hate is the people that come in and say things like, oh, he's going to pick the green one or he's going to they don't know anything, but they're trying to direct the movie from yeah. you know that's another way for people to come in and look at a movie you know that's true not the most considerate way but yes oh i hate them they're disgusting i think they used they should have ushers that still can come in and throw people out although you were shooting your mouth off as the movie began whoa uh, well i forgot i had I to just... shush my own mother <laughs> at this showing of 
Spider-Man, I was mortified. It was not during the movie. It was during a commercial, for Christ's sake, and I didn't even know somebody else was in the theater with us. I thought we were there all alone. A commercial. You have to you have to pay a million dollars to go to the movies, and then you have to watch a commercial for popcorn and Coke. I think it's absurd. Okay, well, what's next? Your routine about airplane food? <laughs> it's, it's a pretty stale material you're trucking out for us. Okay. Uh, I did want to give a a, a a thing out that I that I recognize Lily Tomlin's voice, who I used to love and admire and think was the funniest thing until she did. Uh, what what is that thing she does with Jane Fonda? I don't know. Franny what? and Zoe or Franny. <laughs> oh, that Netflix series. Yeah, I don't like that. Some too people much. were really into that. I found it quite dire. Yeah. Oh, it was it depressing. Was and also, how do you think you would feel about being Kingpin? How would you like to do his voice when he's he's drawn like a big square? Oh, yeah. I loved his character design. It's basically just a squished up face Glock on a and, oh, just giant wall of oh, a man. It's incredible. That uh, that was that fascinated me every time it came on the screen. I couldn't I just his head was like here. You know, his shoulders were hunched over so much, his head looked like it was in the middle of his body. Yeah. It was Well, I have seen that character in the comics before, but this was an exaggerated uh, concept of the design. I thought it was great. It was wonderful. I thought it was great. You know what I loved is all the different Spider-Man suits. I loved when they went down into the one Spider-Man's lair, the competent and it, oh, Spider-Man, and, yeah. and he had all the different suits. Yeah. Ooh, I would just spend all day trying those clothes on. Would you? And I loved the suit that Miles Morales came up with for himself by the end. Yeah. Well, you know, we could go to Target and get you something slinky. <laughs> you could try that on. Uh, and I did also want to say that when we came home and I looked at who who was what, I was very pleased to see Zoe Kravitz, who was quite mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, I haven't seen her for quite some time and really know who she was, but she's quite beautiful and she was the voice of mary jane mm. who's so, not in the film very much not at all. very much no but that was a that was a nice surprise to see her anyone else you want to shout out john uh, mulaney i thought quite funny is spider ham yeah you know i, I he kind of makes me feel sad now after, why oh his show was so horrible that what? was on tv and you know i feel i feel a little embarrassed about him well that was a long time ago he's been quite successful well, I haven't seen him since that show. Oh, you got to watch his stand-up specials on Netflix. Really? Oh, so funny. Okay. Yeah. I like to laugh. And uh, <laughs> I do. I, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mom, what is your grade for uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Oof. Well, I'm going to have to give it a B-, minus, especially after we have talked about it. I think it. you're only doing that because I'm sitting right here. I'm doing that because I'm going to have to rethink it now that we've talked about it a little more. Okay. You know, from a different viewpoint, I have to think about that, which I will. Nobody I know will. you will. I know you will. Yeah. Uh, what is your recommendation for this week? My recommendation this week is a book called We Fed an Island by, what is his name? Jose Andres. And it's a story about how uh, when Maria hit Puerto Rico, the non-response of the United States and the response of the United States was really so tangled up in red tape and, and 
pathetic. That part is a little depressing. But this is a man that put his life on hold and went down and actually fed people, which is what they needed. They didn't need something six months from now. They needed food right now. Mm. And he went down with a team of people and arranged restaurants and, and food and a line of credit and just got business done. You said this was about Puerto Rico. I saw Trump handing out paper towels. <laughs> so they're all set, I thought. Well, it really is a disgrace and a tragedy. Very sad. Very sad. And Trump you know, just looks like an idiot in this book and that he keeps talking about Puerto Rico like it's Spain or something. I know. They're us. They're part of us. This is us, yeah. Jose Andres, chef, I guess I should say. Chef, Jose Andres. Uh, We Fed an Island is the book. Boy, Mom, you've been recommending some fascinating books lately. Um, You know, you don't have to recommend a book every time, though. You know that, right? You can recommend something as simple as putting raisins in your chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) And calling it cowboy cookies. Calling it cowboy cookies. Okay. Next week, contest winners. That'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, Mom? Do you know we didn't say that last week? We didn't say it? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. That's my fault. I didn't tee you up. I didn't say what should we talk about? No, Dad said Johnny didn't say what should we talk about. Oh, how embarrassing. Okay, well, here we go. I'll tee you up again. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, Mom? Oh, something interesting. Something interesting. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too. Love you, too.